Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stretch run of what has been a marathon. Grant and Danny checking in with some of the news breakers and some analysts who have helped make a lot of sense of what's going on with the perspective and potential sale of the Washington Commanders in the news the last 24 hours on Dan Snyder. Starting with the Washington Post last night that he and his attorneys have demanded that the league and other owners give him indemnity against future legal liability and costs if he sells the team. And then this morning, the groundbreaking story from ESPN, a bombshell of sorts that he violated some league and contractual policies with his minority owners. Then he's being looked into for bank fraud, criminal inquiry, FBI, IRS, among those looking into him. Now let's talk to Mike Florio of pro football talk. Nobody's more plugged in in league circles. And when it comes to what folks around the NFL are thinking about this, Florio's opinion is one we want. He joins us on the BetQL guest hotline, bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app by visiting BetQL.com. Mike, thanks for joining us on Grant and Danny. Wow, what a last uh, 20 or so hours for Dan Snyder. What do you make of these developments? Well, it, it, it it's all, I think, a broader game, cat and mouse, back and forth, and I'm not really stunned that somebody decided it was time to press the button on this $55 million secret loan, get that out there. Now it sure looks like something that Don Van added junior of ESPN.com didn't write in the past couple of days, but some of the reporting that had been emerging and it felt to me like it was the PR folks on behalf of Dan Snyder, setting a narrative, setting an expectation that either Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder, was completely out of the running, or maybe Snyder wasn't going to sell at all. I was starting to get this sense from some of these reports that the next shoe will be he's just not going to sell. As impractical as that may be, it felt like that's where it was going. This report about the secret loan that nobody had known about. Remember, this financial inquiry all started over keeping security deposits from season ticket holders, and or the team allegedly not properly sharing visiting team money 
with the league, this thing just comes out of the blue and, and it, it feels significant. It feels, and I, you know, I don't know, is there a last straw? Is there ever a straw that breaks this camel's back? I don't know that this camel's back ever breaks, but this sure feels like something real and tangible and troubling from the standpoint of what it potentially can do to Dan Snyder's or likes to maybe facing federal charges. So maybe a dumb question and a dumb follow-up, but why this one? Like, why does this feel so big to you? And when you say what could be coming down the pike, you know, what, what do you think that could be? Well, because it's so simple and it's so clear, and it, it apparently has the attention of the prosecutor in Eastern Virginia and the grand jury that's apparently looking into this. When you look at a $55 million line of credit, when you consider that the rules and regulations applicable to the situation require the team's board of directors to expressly approve anything of that magnitude, and when there is no proof of any such approval, in fact, I think the Van Nat article says that one of the lawyers representing the team eventually acknowledged in writing that there never was approval. It just seems clear. It seems buttoned up. It seemed almost gift-wrapped that this is the proverbial hand in the cookie jar moment. And, 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 and again, who knows how, how that manifests itself as it relates to charges, but it just feels like it, it feels like the thing that, that finally pushes this forward to Dan Snyder taking the highest bid and moving on and getting past this goofy idea that anyone should indemnify him for anything. Just sell the team, take your money, and, and just move on and get out. And now it's not just get out. It's hope that you don't end up in some sort of a federal jackpot where you potentially end up, you know, spending a limited amount of time at a minimum security facility instead of floating around in the Mediterranean on your super yacht. Mike Florio with us here on Grant and Danny. I wanted to ask you about that part, for the story from The Post, uh, about him wanting to be identified uh, about any future sort of legal proceedings. The the owners, of course, it sounds like, according to that reporting, were taken aback by that, and they said, well, actually, we're the ones who should be protected, not you, idiot. Just why is that such an outrageous ask for folks that may be uninitiated? Well, because, well, first of all, it makes me wonder what's out there that he's worried about, right? Is there something out there that he fears he's going to ultimately be responsible for, like the money that maybe possibly was diverted from the visiting team? fund and remember the allegation it was all brushed off as the product of a disgruntled employee is there something there and is he trying to avoid that or or does he just feel compelled to win something like i it's it's not enough for him to just walk away he's got to emerge with something that he can point to as a tangible gain even if it's meaningless but i i was stunned by it because again you handle all legal liabilities and account for that as part of your transaction. That's part of the, the agreement that's reached with his buyer, and that buyer ends up presumably on the hook for any lingering liability, or there's money put in escrow to cover it. I mean, we're talking about a major multi-billion dollar transaction here. What legal liability is there that would, that would take a chunk out of that, significant enough for anyone to notice? That's that's how these, these types of sales are, are typically accomplished. So 
the, the whole thing just seemed weird. And, and it feels like he's a guy who's not in a position to be making demands. Why in the hell is he making demands? I was spitballing earlier, and I don't know what there is to add to this, but just to get your thoughts on, to your point, like what is he possibly worried about having to pay? Would something that comes down after he leaves legally be something he could be responsible for if it started when he was still there? Like, in other words, I was just thinking out loud, um, the Brian Flores or like a, a hiring practice lawsuit or something, if a bunch of owners had to throw money into a pot and, and lost out on that or head trauma type lawsuit or something like that, could it be something to that level or is it more something probably nefarious we don't know about, whether it's the story today or, or something else that just hasn't broken yet? But again, his share of anything that would be league-wide, that's something that he resolves with Jeff Bezos, whoever buys the team, right? You buy the team. And you step into the shoes of these potential liabilities. I mean, when you take these cases and you start carving them up 32 ways, it's not all that much money. It's just weird. And it made it to, in my opinion, and it just feels like it feels like if he's going to get pushed out, he's going to go with some sort of a victory, with some sort of a thing where he can say, I got them to give me something. And he, he shouldn't be in a position where he's making demands on anybody. And maybe that's the whole purpose of the gesture. He's lost by all appearances, but he feels compelled to make it look like he's won somehow. So, Mike, I want your thoughts on my theory here. I've, I've gotten the sense all along that Dan may be going along, but he's kind of doing what my nine-year-old does when he doesn't agree with me, and he's going kicking and streaming and pouting and being pissed off and dragging his feet and making this whole process miserable. And you seem kind of agitating here and there and creating these arbitrary totals that have to get met, otherwise he's not doing this, and now he's asking for legal protection and everything else. I got the sense that the NFL at large, whether it's Goodell or other owners or whomever else, finally said, dude, enough of this. Enough. Do it and shut up. And I feel like this story about the, um, uh, the you know the, the the deal with the minority owners and the fifty five million secret uh, loan and everything else is a shot across the bow. And they're holding the Mary Jo White investigation in reserve. And their their point here is we've got more ammo. I think they're basically saying it's time to go. Stop fighting. Yeah, I think you're right. And look, it's entirely possible that Don Van Atta's source, and I know it's bad form in our business to speculate on whose sources are, but it's not incomprehensible that he would have been given the paperwork, given the information, told, go ahead and write this up and have it ready, and I'll give you final authorization as to whether you can use it. And then final authorization to use it came in the aftermath of some of the stuff that's happened in recent days. I mean, it's just a broader dance, and it's a back-and-forth cloak-and-dagger. I, I And it, it, it just look at the reporting on whether or not Bezos is or isn't part of this transaction you've got multiple outlets saying he's been benched then you've got others saying he hasn't been and it's all who the source is but this is something concrete that you know if you read the van natta article he he's gotten the relevant paperwork he's aware that this is real someone gave him this and i agree with the idea that that this may have roots in somebody finally saying you know, it's time to get to get rough with this guy because that's the only way he's gonna he's gonna learn that we're serious about what we're saying here. Pro Football Talk NBC's Mike Florio on Grant and Danny. The first time I really remember any kind of excitement in town about the possibility of a sale, frankly, 
was a year ago at the Super Bowl when you were outside doing your hit by the water in in L.A. And you talked about essentially, and and I don't remember the specifics, but there were a bunch of owners who, who were tired of this guy and wanted him out. I bring that up to ask you, I've never thought that they'll even have a vote. I still don't. I also wonder if there would even be 24 votes out of the 30 plus that they need. But but I want to get an update on that. Like, A, do you think they would have a vote? My contention has always been that the owners don't want to lower the threshold and, and turn the eyes on themselves. But B, would they? And do you think that if they did, are we at a point where they would have 24 owners ready to kick him to the curb? Well, you've got different groups of owners with different agendas. There are some owners that will never admit this, but they love having dysfunctional inept owners in their midst because at any given moment, you don't have to take 10 to 12 teams seriously because of ownership. And then there are other owners that don't want to create a precedent that could potentially be used against them. I mean, all it takes is one unhappy employee to make an accusation that possibly sticks and starts a quote unquote independent investigation. And the next thing you know, they're taking a vote on whether you should be removed. So I think all along, this has been about protecting the other owners, not protecting Snyder. And then the other explanation that has bubbled up from time to time, they just don't want to fight with them. So I think they prefer that he just walk away. They prefer that he sell the team. They prefer they don't have to roll up their sleeves and get their hands dirty. And maybe and the owners out there who are concerned that at some point the, you know, the, the mob will come for them, maybe they'll finally conclude, wait a minute, nobody else is ever going to do the kind of stuff this guy has allegedly or possibly done that gets themselves in the crosshairs of that kind of a push. So we may as well go ahead and support this. And really, the league is going to be better off moving forward, just given the, the way that the, the franchise is crumbled and the fans are despondent and you know it was a flagship franchise for years and and that's the sad part of this because the guy at his heart really is a fan of the team but the team is a is a shadow of what it once was and and uh, it will be better and the league will be better for it if if the team is is handed off to someone else. Mike, want to tap into your legal expertise here for a moment. Thinking of the the Eastern District of Virginia, federal prosecutors, and they're investigating. Now, you've got potentially tip of the iceberg here with uh, alleged bank fraud, but then it would stand to reason they might be able to find, you know, tax fraud if there's uh, doctored records to downplay revenue, then, you know, duping fans. Now you're into wire fraud. And there's a whole range of, uh, of charges potentially possible. The reason I bring it up, not to, uh, to, to muddy the waters, but to say legal proceedings like that are very significant. How does that affect the NFL process of going forward with a sale if there are these huge, huge, huge legal matters kind of overtaking everything? Well, this is just part of what, has to be handled in the paperwork between Dan Snyder and whoever buys the team. I I don't think it slows things down. It's just part of what the owner needs to understand who comes in and takes over, how much of the money is set aside to handle those things. And who knows how many dollars we're talking about at the end of the day. But But I do think there's that separate side of this where there's the possibility of people getting in real trouble and, Look, you know, the article from Don Van Adam makes it pretty clear that there were folks in the league office who were potentially trying to help brush this under the rug. I mean, does this thing ever become a jackpot for them? That the thing about the U.S. code 
you start picking through it and you start looking at different provisions and you can start finding things, especially when you have a crime itself. If there's a crime itself and there were efforts by anyone to cover it up, you, you start getting yourself into other potential crimes and th this thing could end up spiraling out of control. I mean, it's no shock that there's been this sense that the NFL is protecting Dan Snyder. And when you see Jeff Pash's name get mentioned in it, remember the emails between him and, and Bruce Allen, uh, it, it really shouldn't surprise anyone if there's any reason to believe Jeff Pash is protecting the team at the behest of his friendship with Bruce Allen, but also that broader issue of they, they just, you know, I think at, at the core, whatever the violation is, whether it's tampering, whether it's anything that a team could do that could get itself in trouble, there's a reluctance by the league to do something about it and have to announce to the world, look, we have, we have corruption in our midst. Hey, anyone out there who may be inclined to try to regulate us, prosecute us, legislate against us, you should go ahead and pursue it because we got plenty of stuff going on that shouldn't go on. And I think that that is probably part of it as well. So it, it, look, there are issues here that are going to linger well beyond the sale of the team, but when you're talking about six, seven billion, then so be it. You just move forward. But there is still going to be a price to pay, maybe by Snyder and maybe by some at 345 Park Avenue. Mike Florio, generous with his time with us here on Grant and Danny. I got a couple of more quick ones for you. The first is, do you think, just based on your background and, and you're more plugged in law-wise than I am, do you think that this could even raise to the level of bank fraud? Like a lot of the things, while crazy and amazing and, and pretty salacious in this story, he's paying himself four and a half million to put a helmet on a plane that, that stays in a hangar because it's advertising or, you know, he, he's uh, using money that he says is for the team for himself. Like that's to me like shady billionaire doing shady billionaire stuff that, that people just do when they own these big companies. But the, the bank fraud part would be if, in fact, the bank kept asking for, we know via Venata. Hey, we need these signatures, or we need the permission from your minority owners. Where is that? And supposedly they just kept saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then somehow the loan went through anyway. So do you think that this actually raises to the level of bank fraud, or is it just kind of shady dealings? I've never researched that question, which is a fancy way for lawyers to say I don't know. But <laughs> if, we, if we accept the fact, I, the first time I ever heard one of the older lawyers at the firm I worked at 30 plus years ago say, it's like, man, that's genius. I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. But I, you know, it, it probably undermines the effect. If you say that's a fancy way of saying, uh, it's a way of saying, I don't know. But when you accept the fact that, that, you know, forms have to be filled out, boxes need to be checked, information needs to be provided to the bank in order to get the money. And you have not told the truth apparently about one of those fairly significant items, i.e. I have done all the internal things necessary to qualify me to borrow this money. And, uh, hey, we need the paperwork. Oh, checks in the mail or whatever. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? It never existed. That would seem to be a problem. That would seem to be a problem. And uh, I, I think that the fact that it's being explored by the prosecutor and, you know, look, this is what happens. This is why people don't like to get audited on their taxes. Because once somebody shows up and starts looking for something, sometimes they find things. And sometimes they find something they never even knew they were looking for. And again, that's why some of these other owners may not want to get themselves in a position where anybody does an independent investigation of one thing, 
because that one thing can lead to something else. And this all traces back to the allegations of employee misconduct or, you know, misconduct against female employees and everything that that sparked the original Beth Wilkinson investigation. And then the John Gruden emails are leaked. That gets Congress to start looking into it. And then you have the employee who starts talking about financial irregularities. There's a lot of stuff going on out there that nobody ever has the occasion to look into. So it just feels to me like there's meat on the bone as it relates to this bank fraud concept. And, and, and it, it just feels like something that is not going to be easy to escape. Mike, last one before we let you go here. Roger Goodell doesn't come off looking particularly good um, in, in that Don Venata story. How much trouble might he be in? Well, he's only in as much trouble as his primary constituents want him to be in, and those are the 32 owners who have paid him handsomely to be their pincushion for unpopular policies and procedures. But, you know, if there, if there is a smoking gun, and there may never be, to show that he was responsible for trying to cover this up or conceal it, you know, what he knew, what he should have known, maybe there'd be somebody around him who takes the fall. But it's intriguing. It's intriguing to think that there's an argument to be made that people high up in the league office were responsible for concealing uh, evidence that, that could lead to a reasonable conclusion that some sort of crime had been committed. And again, my, my guess is the U.S. code is broad enough that if we start with the premise that somebody had violated the law, any efforts by anyone else to keep that from coming to light that puts them in dangerous ground as well. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, and, of course, NBC. Thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. Yeah, you as well. There's Mike Florio on Grant and Danny here on 106.7 The Fan. Man, what a show and what a collection of uh, insiders and analysts gracious. we've had on. What stood out? <laughs> the other owners being fed up and actually finally doing something about it. You know what I mean? We went from, yeah, they'll probably never vote him out, to I now believe that if they voted right now this minute, they'd vote him out. For me, it's that none of the folks that are involved in law, and even Florio to some degree with his background is, I would say, said definitively, yeah, this doesn't really feel like it ends up with any kind of a crime having been committed. Now, they also didn't say that it, he would be charged with anything, but I kind of expected more dismissive. Yeah, he's not going to be in big trouble for defrauding a bank, his point is, oh, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. It's wow. time to thread. Danny Noakes has overtime coming your way next here on 106.7 The Fan, so you want to keep it right here. Tomorrow, we're actually going to get to talk some football, I hope. Then again, there's there's a lot of time. There's like 20 hours. Nothing's broken on him for 12 hours. Now what are we, we start. So is we'll somebody so going to? culture is actually damn good. That's right, Bruce. Miss you, pal. Bruce is smiling somewhere today, isn't he? He's grinning. He's having a scotch right now as we speak. Uh, Jahan Dotson of the Commanders is going to join us tomorrow. Hell yeah. At 3 o'clock. I'm excited about that. So we'll have him on the show here on G&D tomorrow. We'll look back at his NFL combine a year ago. Led to him climbing up the draft boards. That dude's going to be a stud. For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. Thanks to Darris and Ryan behind the scenes. Danny's next with Overtime. Thank you for coming. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.